Hey everyone, I'm Serena. And I'm Tina, and we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as the parents of kids who struggle with their emotional health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources in our show notes and on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. Today, we're going to be talking about pregnancy loss. And I've asked Tina to sort of interview me about this topic uh, because I so happen to be an expert by experience. So we ask that you please take extra good care of yourself as you listen. Mm. So Serena, let's start with why you wanted to bring this topic to the podcast. One of the goals of our podcast from the beginning has been pushing back on stigma of all kinds. Over the course of our lifetimes, I can think of quite a few topics that become less stigmatized and more likely to be talked about. So Tina, can you think of any examples of this? Yeah, for sure. In my life, uh, certainly cancer is something that comes to Mm -hmm. mind. And uh, for certain, the conversation, thinking back to my childhood, about the LGBTQ plus community, and, you know, also sexual assault around the Me Too movement. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have become more more easily talked about. Yet the topic of pregnancy loss is still so deeply stigmatized that women often wait until their second trimester to tell others that they're pregnant just in case. Uh, And this is a topic that very few people are comfortable talking about. And what we know is one of the best ways to destigmatize something is just to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. This felt like the right time to share some of my story. And what I know statistically is that many of you out there listening have also experienced pregnancy loss. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those statistics for a moment. How common is miscarriage? It is very common. And yet, again, because of the stigma attached, many people feel very alone if they lose a pregnancy. The actual statistics are a little tricky to figure out because many losses happen before a woman knows that she is pregnant. According to the March of Dimes, for women who did know that they were pregnant, about 10 to 15% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. So that's about 10 to 15 pregnancies out of every 100. And overall, if we include the women who did not know that they were pregnant, the estimates are around half of all pregnancies will end in miscarriage. That is a lot, a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And that's why we need to talk about it. No one should feel alone in this. Mm -hmm. So my brave friend, are you willing to share some of your story? Yeah, I'd like to do that today. So I will note that what I'm about to share has been so influenced by the stigma surrounding pregnancy loss that uh, there are very few people out there who actually know my whole story. So I will start by saying that my first pregnancy resulted in my oldest daughter. I was very young, and while I suffered from hyperemesis gravidarum for my entire pregnancy, which I will spare you the details (laughs) of that, but you can look it up if you're interested. You and Kate Middleton? Um, Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, I suppose lots of people know Mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
I didn't really think a lot about miscarriage. Um, it wasn't really on my mind because I was so sick that I uh, could hardly think of anything else. So because of the difficulty of that pregnancy, it took me a long time to even consider having another baby. I got pregnant again in the fall of 2006, and I have to be honest that something felt off from the beginning, but that didn't stop me from imagining a second baby the moment I saw a positive pregnancy test. I have always been an all or nothing kind of person, and I was so excited to be having another baby. There was no way I could not envision that new little life ahead and all it might bring with it. I remember my husband was out of town at the time, and I started experiencing some bleeding a few weeks in. I ended up taking my daughter with me, who was about four at the time, to the emergency room, where a doctor proceeded to tell me that I was totally fine and that I would likely be back in a year to see him with a baby with an ear infection. And I just remember thinking, how does he know? How can he promise me that? Uh, And yeah, he was Mm -hmm. wrong. So I lost that baby. Um, And we hadn't told anybody about the pregnancy because that's the advice they give you, right? Mm -hmm. Don't tell anyone until the second trimester. But in many ways, that made the experience, the loss harder because I felt like I had to suffer in silence. And uh, we say, you know, neither my husband or I handled the loss well, and it actually hurt our relationship in many ways. And uh, we were both suffering in silence and had nowhere to put the pain. Mm -hmm. But then you did have another. I did. Mm. I had my second daughter in 2008. And it was scary. It was terrifying to let go and trust um, and try again. But we did. We made it through. Um, so a few years later, we decided we wanted another baby and really had no reason to think it would be a problem. We had two babies and one loss. Uh, so the odds seemed to be on our side. I got pregnant again in early 2013, and I lost that pregnancy in March. And then it was all a blur because I got pregnant again a few months later and had another miscarriage in June. Mm, Serena, that is a lot. Mm. It is. Yeah. And now the odds weren't in our favor anymore. Right. Um, And, and even though uh, it felt even more important to have another baby, there was clearly no way we could replace all of our losses yet. It felt like I couldn't help feeling there was another child out there for us. Mm. So I got pregnant again in January of 2014, this time with twins. And this may sound strange, but it felt sort of like it was a reward for our suffering Mm. and, um, you know, with these two babies, it felt like I could be happy and that our family would be complete. And I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I was a lot older than when I had had my first baby, which put my pregnancy at higher risk, along with like all the risks associated with twins. Mm-hmm. But I felt strong and excited to figure out how to care for and frankly, find space (laughs) for two babies in our small home. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really amazing ultrasound. We were able to see both babies clearly and they each had a very strong heartbeat. I was exhausted and sick, um, but just totally normal for me during pregnancy. So those were all good things. And because I was pregnant with twins, they were monitoring me a bit more closely and um, doing extra ultrasounds. I had started my second trimester and I was thrilled that we would soon have two more babies. The next ultrasound I had revealed not two babies, but one. And uh, yeah, we were, we were devastated. I felt cheated. You know, there were two strong heartbeats before and none of it made sense. And uh, the response from the doctor was hopefully the other baby will be okay. We'll just 
wait and see. And I thought, <laughs> wait and see. Like, <laughs> I was frozen with anxiety and uh, caught between two worlds. I, I knew that I needed to grieve for the baby I had lost, yet I needed so desperately for the baby I was still carrying to be okay. So I needed to not kind of go there. Um, and I wanted answers that no one could give me. You know, why did it happen? What can we do? And how do I protect the baby inside of me? But all I got was wait and see. Mm. Wow, that is a lot. That is a lot. And uh, that is not, I know you, my friend, and I know that wait and see <laughs> is not your style, right? It's my least um, favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, um, you know, that kind of stress and anxiety on anyone mm -hmm. uh, from what we know to be true on a fetus is not healthy and on a mama, it's not healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I spent the rest of my pregnancy feeling paralyzed and I didn't know how I would survive if I lost the other baby. The, I was barely functioning. I somehow managed to go to work every day, but that was about it. And I, uh, I can't imagine that I was a very good mother to my two kids during that time. Mm. I was so numb to everything. And as we know, uh, you know, when we're protecting ourselves and feeling numb from the the bad feelings, mm. we're also numbing any good feelings too. So it was not a we, it was not a good time in my life. And um, we made it through eventually. And I gave birth to my third daughter in October of 2014. And um, in one of those strange moments, we brought her home on the day of pregnancy loss awareness. And there was a beautiful rainbow over mm. our house. I'm not making that up. <laughs> You don't make things up. So I totally mm -mm, believe you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That is, um, I have goosebumps for sure. Mm -hmm. And knowing your amazing grace, uh, that is not surprising mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So we know from experience that when someone's struggling, the people around them who are, are trying to offer support in very kind ways mm -hmm. uh, actually say things that are quite hurtful. Can you share some of the things um, maybe that you know of that other people have said either to you or others that, um, that, you know, so people can understand what's not helpful to say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start by saying that everyone's experience is unique and we know that losses are experienced differently by every single person. I personally struggled a lot with my losses. Some people are less affected and some may even feel a sense of relief depending on their personal circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I'd say first and foremost, never assume you know what the other person is feeling. Um, you can always ask, right? Check in with them and stay away from anything that's like a platitude or a cliche. And this is something we talked about in a, one of our previous episodes from last April about showing up for your people. Sometimes people say things that um, seem like a good idea, but don't feel good to the person hearing mm -hmm. them. So some of the things I've heard include any kind of statement about everything happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, people have said, you know, at least, you know, you can get pregnant and you can try again. Um, this one may be the worst one. There was something wrong with the baby and you didn't want it, mm -hmm. which is not true. Um, and it's not a big deal, which it is for some people. Hard so hard. I would say basically anything that minimizes or invalidates the person's individual experience. And I'm, you know, just going to say that 
no matter how or what you're feeling after a loss, it's totally valid. Uh-huh. And then there's this other category of comments that I do want to mention as well. And these, again, you know, are said in um, perhaps curiosity or, um, you know, they're not meant to be mean, but sometimes they can be triggering. So these fall into the everyone has a story you know nothing about category. Uh-huh. And so any kind of personal question about your kids or you, like, are you planning on having more kids or wow, your kids are really far apart in age. That's, that's when I get a lot, which can be really triggering. Mm -hmm. Um, You have all girls. Do you want a boy? Um, So yeah, just don't say those Mm. things, please. (laughs) And you happen to specialize in girls, which is what I say about you all. So yeah. (laughs) So tell us, Serena, what does help? Are there things that helped you get through? So at the time, particularly the time of my very first loss all those years ago, I had a much smaller circle of support, but I would say that connections and support from others is huge. If you know someone that has had a miscarriage, check in on them. And just a simple, I'm so sorry, and asking for what they need, you know, just showing them that you're willing to talk about this hard thing that is hard to talk about, but even harder for the person who's dealing with the loss, um, it, it helps. And it, you can help them hold the pain of the loss. Um, that's huge. And, you know, it'll be different for everybody. Again, you have to ask people what they need. Mm. So Brene Brown has an excellent uh, animated video online about uh, empathy versus sympathy. And I would say the piece that I will mention here is when... Um, you don't know what to say. Sometimes what's important is to say nothing, or maybe even to say, gosh, I don't even know what to say right now, but I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk now to anybody experiencing the loss or, you know, who has experienced a loss and say, you know, how very important it is to be kind to yourself. I felt so much shame and a feeling that my body had betrayed me and you know, the idea that I couldn't do the thing that women do all the time, all, all around the world. So, you know, being kind to yourself about that, um, treating yourself gently, if you're able to take time off from work and, you know, keep in mind the piece about um, the sort of physiological piece. Mm-hmm. And um, I had someone who was kind enough to say this to me when I had my first loss, it comes with a drop in hormone levels. Uh, so it can, you know, a, a hormonal kind of crash like you have after having a baby. Um, so you're not only grieving a loss, but also dealing with that as well. So being kind to yourself about that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no, timeline, right? For getting over a miscarriage or for how to deal with the loss. It would say that it can be helpful to memorialize the loss in some way, something that's meaningful to you and your family. And I'm not even going to give suggestions because this is such a personal kind of thing, but um, it can be helpful mm-hmm. to, to think of a way to remember. And on another note, I, I want to mention the fathers as well. Um, men are also affected by pregnancy loss, but they are even less likely to talk about it. So if you happen to know somebody who's experienced, check in on the, on the father too. So we know, we know men need support as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's break down some of the misconceptions. Uh, There's a 2018 article on NPR um, 
entitled people have misconceptions about miscarriage and that you know and that can hurt um, it discusses some of these misconceptions. One of them that stands out to me is the idea that we're in control of the situation or that, you know, we did something wrong. We parents mm-hmm. often go to that place, right? Why did we, you know, what did we do to cause this? Um, fill in the blank. And in this case, the blank is miscarriage. What did we do to mm-hmm. cause that? Right. So they actually surveyed uh, 1,084 adults to ask them what they believed the causes of miscarriage were. The article states that chromosomal abnormalities in the fetus cause 60% of miscarriages. And then there are a handful of other medical conditions that are also known to cause miscarriage. But the survey respondents um, had some interesting ideas. They believed that there were a lot of different factors that could trigger a miscarriage, such as a stressful event. 76% thought that. 64% thought lifting something heavy could cause it. Uh, Previous use of contraception like an IUD, 28%, or birth control pills, 22%. And 21% even believed that having an argument could cause a miscarriage. Mm. They also included several quotes from people who had experienced miscarriage themselves. One woman stated, I wish people understood that miscarriages are the flip side of the coin. If you've had a healthy pregnancy that went full term, you won the lottery. Short of obvious substance abuse and bull riding, which makes me laugh, your healthy baby is not the result of anything you did or didn't do. As much as you want to think that you are in control, you aren't. And the same goes when I lost each pregnancy. As much as I wish I could have been, it was not in my control. Mm. So the survey Serena's talking about that's in this article came um, about after Dr. Zev Williams realized that many of his patients had misconceptions about miscarriage. He says in the article, I tell them how common miscarriage was and they seem shocked. Um, He's an OBGYN who directs the program for early and current pregnancy loss at the Einstein College of Medicine at Yeshiva University. Um, and Montefiore Medical Center in New York. Miscarriage is actually, and I quote, by far the most common complication of pregnancy. So Serena, can you reflect on that a bit? Yeah, I think this quote really backs up everything we've been talking about along. It aligns with my own personal experience as well, right? I was shocked too, to learn that they were so common. Um, So again, I really want to reiterate to everyone out there listening that if you have experienced pregnancy loss, you are not alone. Please, please talk about it so that we can all talk about it more and we can move closer to normalizing this conversation. Uh, If you you know, if you're so compelled, you can certainly email us your stories um, and we would hold those confidentially and help you hold some of the hard stuff. Yep. It's really hard. And that's what we do best. We help you hold the hard stuff. So mm-hmm. we mental health mamas, when we are around, you are never, ever alone. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank Serena again, my brave friend, for sharing this. I admire your ability to continue to pay it forward by sharing and, you know, making some of those painful losses, you know, making some purpose out of that. So thank you. And so podcast friends, we are as always grateful for all of you listening and supporting us. You can help us out by visiting Apple Podcasts, 
leave us a review, subscribe, and please share with others. You will find more content on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. And as Serena said, we would love to hear from you. And we assure you anything we help you hold some of that hard stuff, we will never share with others. Mm-hmm. And this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you are also taking care of your people. Thanks for listening. Bye.